Hi, and welcome to the Menopause Space, a space that celebrates menopause and all it has to teach us, and a space to become more educated and empowered with health knowledge and lifestyle habits that enable a strong second act. I'm your host, Lisa Tarquini, a UK registered nutritionist, a licensed menopause champion, and founder of the Menopause Space. I am on a mission to normalize the conversation around menopause, so every woman has access to the resources and support they need for a positive and healthy transition. The Menopause Space podcast is sponsored by Reset 40, a 12-week nutrition and lifestyle program that supports the health and well-being of women over 40. In this episode, I talk about how nutrition can support a healthy menopause transition and where you get started, because that's always the challenge, how to start. Let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome to the Menopause Space. I'm Lisa Tarquini and I am the founder of the Menopause Space, but I'm also a UK registered nutritionist with the Association for Nutrition. And I've been practicing nutrition for over 20 years now. I'm predominantly working with elite and Olympic athletes and more recently with women's health. So When women come and see me, I feel like they are at their most vulnerable. And I really empathize with that because I have been in a place of vulnerability in previous years myself. And it can be quite overwhelming with all the changes that are going on in your body with menopause and perimenopause. And really, they've tried everything. They may have tried, you know, the latest fad diet. They may have been under really restrictive diets and nothing seems to be working. So how do we get started? And it's quite a tricky thing because when somebody makes an appointment, there's so many things on their list that they want to achieve and change. So it's really looking at what is a priority for health and then what can we tweak ongoing once we get through the 12 weeks of the Reset 40 program. So the first thing I do is bring women back to basics and trying to be a little bit more conscious with choosing food. And a really good way of doing that is meal planning. And I'm sure some of you are rolling your eyes right now thinking, oh my God, here she goes. But meal planning, honestly, is so easy to do at the weekend. You get to plan your week out, which doesn't always go to plan. And that's absolutely fine. But at least You have the ingredients there. You know consciously what you are trying to eat. You save time. You save money. There's so many benefits to meal planning. So how do we start getting to do our meal plan? So for me, I focus on three things, which hopefully covers all of the nutrients that you're trying to achieve on a daily basis. So as we move into perimenopause and menopause, one of the nutrients that is really important for us is protein. 
And protein helps to prevent the loss of our muscle mass with aging and also to maintain our bone mass as well. And our protein intake needs go up from about 0.8 grams per kilo's body weight to 1.2. And I'm sure you're thinking, oh, what does that mean? But you do have to think about at each meal, where is my protein? So over the seven days, you've got 21 meals potentially that you are trying to plan for. So your breakfast, lunch and dinner, or if you are doing intermittent fasting, then possibly your lunch, a snack and a dinner. And what's really good about protein is there's so many different types. So you've got vegetarian and vegan types, so plant-based proteins, and you also have animal-based proteins. So you can be flexible with both of these so that you get a variety or you can eat one way, which I would say predominantly plant-based rather than animal-based because of the saturated fat levels. So what I ask clients to do is alternate their proteins and get a variety. So for example, on a Monday, you may have a couple of boiled eggs and some seeded bread. And there's protein in the seeded bread. There's actually protein in most food, in every food that you eat. So you don't always have to think, oh, I need a protein bar or I need protein powder. You can actually get protein from most foods. But where that protein is available are the boiled eggs and the seeded breads and the plant-based proteins. So they're more readily available. Then, so if you have that on a Monday, then on a Tuesday, you could have maybe some oats and um, with some yogurt, whether that's, you know, Greek yogurt with live cultures, or it's a coconut yogurt, or it's a soy-based yogurt. And that has the protein in it as well. And then you can add some nuts and seeds on that to top that up too. So if you alternate a breakfast like that every morning, you're getting that variety from different types of proteins. Another thing that I ask clients to do is have a plant-based protein at lunchtime. Because if you are looking after a family, then at that meal at lunchtime is probably the one of the main meals that you have that's in your control for yourself rather than having to think about others. So this is a good time for you to add some plants in there. So it could be white beans, butter beans, lentils, chickpeas, black beans. You can add these into a salad. You can have them in a soup like a carrot and sweet potato and red lentil soup. Um, you can have a bit of a curry. So you can mix and match all of these proteins as well. So that's a really good idea because that lowers your saturated fat level, but also increases your fiber level. And that's what's really important. So plants like beans and pulses, they contain high fiber as well as protein. So you're getting so many things in that one meal. And then in the evening, if you do eat animal-based foods, I would have maybe chicken on a Monday, salmon on a Tuesday, maybe cod on a Wednesday, you know, and mix it up again. So alternate your proteins. Then one of the major questions I get asked about clients is, what happens if I have to go out for dinner and I have to go to a restaurant? Well, that's the really good thing about meal planning is that you can fit that in to your meal plan. So for example, Thursday, you have a networking dinner. So you eat well around that. And that one meal does not define you, your health, 
or should not railroad you off the course of your healthy eating. It's a 70-30. You know, you have to live, but on your plate, if you are eating out in a restaurant, then you can choose your lean protein, some vegetables, and maybe a fiber-based grain like a quinoa or something. So you can fit that into your week, and that's what's really important. The second nutrient I ask clients to add in is the fiber. Where are you getting your fiber from? So you need about 30 grams of fiber per day just for health. And your gut really feeds on these fibers and they boost your good microbiome. And that then can help to reduce bloating. It can help to reduce your waist size, and um, which is really good for your heart health. And it can also boost your mood and your brain health as well. So it's really important that you get this fiber. So for example, in the morning, if you are having some boiled eggs, have some seeded bread and you're getting a you know, really good source of fiber in that as well. If you are having some oats, make sure you go for a good quality uh, rolled whole oat um, which may be whole grain, organic, because oats at the minute, unfortunately, with the mass production of milks and things or milk alternatives, there's a lot of processed oats. So do go for the bigger rolled oats or organic oats if possible. And then you can add some berries in there. Raspberries are a great source of fiber. Blueberries are a good source of fiber. You can add some nuts and seeds on that, which contain fiber. And that's a really good high fiber meal. Then at lunchtime, Fiber can come from your plant-based proteins, like I mentioned before. You can add some quinoa, some whole grain rice, or if you're on the go and you have to grab a sandwich, go for a really good whole grain seeded bread. And that's where you would get your fiber. The last thing I would ask a client to, you know, make sure that they're getting in their meal plan is a good healthy fat. So extra virgin olive oil, nuts and seeds, and, you know, an avocado, if you like avocado, but do be mindful that a portion size of an avocado is a quarter of a large or half of a small. So do be mindful. The avocado is healthy, but it's also very energy dense. So you don't want to be overeating the fats as well, even though they are healthy. So that's what I would ask to include. So just get back to basics. Sit down at the weekend, think about your week ahead. It is a plan. So you can think about the types of meals that you would enjoy that would include some of these foods. And you can include also the times that you're going to eat out at a restaurant. And it just allows you to be a little bit more conscious with your choices. And it helps you to ensure that you are getting good quality nutrition at each meal. Because even though I've only really talked about fiber and protein and healthy fats, if you think about where you're getting your fiber from, your whole grains and your plant-based proteins and your chickpeas and things like that, but also fruits and vegetables, they also contain calcium, and selenium and magnesium and all the different types of micronutrients that really boost your overall health. So I hope that's simplified meal planning a little bit for you. So think about where are you getting your protein, your fiber and your healthy fats and what would that look like in a recipe? So dig out some recipe books. I really like the Deliciously Ella, her new book, Delicious Made Simply. I also like the Gut Health Doctor. Her books are really, really good. I also love Jamie Oliver and 
I am stalking Instagram at the minute looking for recipes as well. So just like everybody else, I do like to sit down with a cookbook and really use some really good recipes and just try one recipe or two recipes a week that will get you excited about what you're eating as well. And batch cooking on the weekend can really help with taking that time out um, for your meals after you've planned them as well. So I hope that's helpful. Sorry for waffling on, but the meal plan will benefit you, your overall health. It'll benefit your family. It will benefit the relationship you have if you have a helper, because at least they know what is going on in the week and they're not asking you all the time. You will benefit your pocket because it will be less expensive and you will be a more conscious eater. So that's it for today. If you want to learn more about the Reset 40 program, do head over to www.reset-40.com and you'll find more information there. We do have a group program starting on the 11th of March, which is less expensive, but it's not personalized for you. Or I do a one-to-one individual 12-week program, which is all online. So if you're busy and you're traveling or you just can't make appointments, then online is a great alternative as well. So let me know if you have any questions. You can email me at lisa at Forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. 